Welcome to the Post-COVID Church Podcast with your host, Stuart Kellogg. My guest, Captain Ken Chapman, Orlando Area Commander for the Salvation Army. He is a fourth-generation Salvationist, and a lot of people don't realize that's a denomination in the holiness tradition. He and his wife, Jessie, have been officers for 11 and a half years. Uh, before that, Ken was a musician, a teacher, and was in the entertainment business, special events coordinator. In fact, he was in charge of the Olympics, the 96 Olympus in Atlanta special events there. He and Jesse have three children, three grandchildren. In addition to overseeing the Salvation Army operation in Orange and Osceola counties, in Florida, he's also a pastor. That's part of the job description. So, uh, Ken, as I ask all my guests at first, how are you doing? Well, we are doing great. Absolutely blessed. I will say uh, kind of emotionally and uh, mentally maybe a, a little tired and stretched because the last two months have been intense. But God has uh, shown his hand in such a mighty, marvelous way. You can't get tired when you see those things happening on a daily basis. Well, let's talk about that. <clears throat> and obviously, the Salvation Army, people know, look, you take care, you do a lot of things, but uh, one of the main focus, taking care of people, helping them help themselves, especially the homeless. Uh, what has changed in the last couple months uh, through this well, pandemic? On, on any given business, uh, business day, or any day, actually, we, we own a whole city block in Orlando, and we have a service unit in Kissimmee in Osceola County. So on any given day, in, Osceola, in, in Orange County, 300 beds of shelter are filled, 1,000 meals are served, 319 elderly and disabled live in our William Booth and Catherine Booth Powers. So on any given day with our social services, 150 uh, at-risk youth come four times a week for a hot meal and for character building, life skills, and for sports and music. So we're very, very busy and, and that's year round. But when the pandemic hit and became a crisis, we realized we were going to have to step up our game in a lot of different ways. So it started with the, the emergency homeless. So we have two kinds of homeless that we take care of is um, what we call transitional living. People who are in our shelters and they're in a job or they're in training. Uh, we're getting them uh, ready to go into their own permanent housing and get them on their, to become self-sufficient. Then we have our emergency shelter, the guys who come and go, and women and children. We have a women and children's shelter and a men's shelter. So we realized when the CDC said, you got to do six foot distancing, there's no way physically we could do that, at least in our men's shelter. So we erected immediately a 5,200 square foot tent uh, where we are housing 50 men around the clock with the stay at home order, you know, they have to be there. We have monitors there uh, three different shifts a day. We feed them three meals a day. We have uh, five portalettes that are sanitized and emptied every day. Uh, we give them toiletry, emotional and spiritual care, even wash their clothes for them. And then on the other side, where, where our service, social services, we have seen a 182% increase just in our demand for social services. Well, and Ken, I've been looking, Orlando is one of the hardest hit because you have so much entertainment uh, and so many people have closed down as far as unemployment, well, and how many how many cities could say one employer will lay off seventy nine thousand people? And a lot in that industry uh, are not all that well paid. So this is going to have what we call a long tail, isn't it? You're oh, going yeah. to see 
an increase, aren't you, probably, in people who need yes. help? And we've been so blessed, Stu, because um, the Lord has been sending resources to us. The city gave us $95,000 to cover the three months of expenses of the tent uh, operations. Uh, other foundations and donors who don't normally give to us on a regular basis are stepping up. We have trucks show up every day with pallets of food. And the Lord is just blessing. But we know the real tsunami is coming up in the next month or so as we begin to open back up, restrictions are loosened, and we get to some sense of normalcy again. I don't think we'll ever be as normal as we used to be. But we know the tsunami of, it, of requests are going to come to our doors. And there, as you said, the biggest problem in Central Florida is housing, mainly because of the tourism industry and hospitality industry. Uh, you have a lot of uh, low-level paid workers, um, part-time workers, no benefits, and housing is, uh, the cost of living in Orlando and Central Florida is very high, and we do not have enough housing. So that is a major problem, that we are joining hands with people in our community to find solutions to get the resources to do that. Speaking with Captain Ken Chapman, the Orlando Area Commander for the Salvation Army. I want to talk a little more about that, cooperation. We're, the whole point of the post-COVID church group here and the podcast and all we're doing is to share ideas and, and help the church on the other side, whatever it looks like. Do you see, in your case, more cooperation with other churches, other Christians to get this job done? Is that going to be a silver lining? I, I think it will. The, the problem with the church and every appointment I've had with the Salvation Army, the churches and the communities love us and, and many of them support our mission and the things we're doing and contribute to us. But churches tend to be, as you know, very territorial. You know, each church no, has their is that own, true? <laughs> very territorial, <laughs> uh, including the Salvation Army. And everyone has their own mission. Everyone has their own focus. And I get that. And sometimes the big giant charity coming in um, is somewhat of a threat to some of the missions that they may do. So sometimes it's difficult to get that cooperation. But now we're seeing um, many of them are coming to us. There's one church in Orlando called Elevation Church. I think they're a nationwide non-denominational non church. They have been coming and volunteering, uh, bringing support services to us. And we're seeing um, a much more openness of the denominations and churches coming together because we're having to share this together and we're realizing that together we're stronger than when we're individually trying to accomplish other missions. One of the things um, that I've been thinking about and obviously it's been important as long as the church has been around is what the church does is seen by the the outside world for better or for ill. <laughs> In the early church, it was the early Christians were taking care of the people who were sick in the, of the plague and some getting sick themselves. Do you see this as an opportunity for those outside the church to see what the Salvation Army is doing on an even a bigger basis and, and perhaps bring not only more support, but more people to the faith? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, our mission has always been um, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ through serving suffering humanity. And we do so without discrimination. We love, we love inclusively and we serve without discrimination. So we do tell our message. We want people to know we believe Jesus is the answer to every problem. And we, we preach that message with every bit of social services that we give. That's been 155 years of, of existence of the Salvation Army. It's who we are. 
other churches have a very similar thing. And as you mentioned, the book of Acts, the early church, that was their primary focus uh, outside of worshiping God and learning more about his word and who and the example he set for us was the commandment and the the mission was to serve the widows, to serve the orphans, to serve those who can't help themselves. And they pooled their resources together to do that, uh, which ironically in two weeks, we're coming up on Pentecost yes. when the church was born. And that is a reminder that we need to be, uh, be giving each other. But I do believe that it will create a new um, awareness in the minds of churches and uh, organizations of the need that is out there because it's going to present itself in a way it hasn't in a long time. Speaking with uh, Captain Ken Chapman, Orlando Area Commander for the Salvation Army. Uh, what some may not realize is that you're also an employer. Uh, and so walk me through what you've done with your employees. A lot are being laid off in different industries. A lot are, are being hurt. You're going yeah, in the opposite we, direction. <laughs> so we're understaffed for the amount of work that we do, but we have basically about 65 employees, full-time employees. And we, I made a commitment. I used to own my own business, as you mentioned earlier. So I know what it means for someone to depend upon an employer for their, their sustenance for their families. So even when headquarters was advising us to lay off half of our staff or to furlough people, I resisted it, mainly because I know what it feels like when, when you come into need and that has to happen. Secondly, God has been blessing us, our, what we call our white mail, which is unsolicited mail, uh, more than doubled in the last two months. Money's coming in, the resources coming in. So I kept writing to headquarters saying, I don't need to furlough anyone because we have the resources. Not only that, for those who are on the front line, those who are serving people on a daily basis in the tent operations and, and the towers and the shelters, we are paying $5 an hour extra for what we consider hazard pay, because they're putting their, themselves in, in harm's way and taking, you know, potentially that their, um, their families. But right as it started, we had made a decision with our towers, we had 319 elderly living there, to get some, a new technology of sanitation. And it's not cheap, but it, it's really good. And it's a new technology that when you spray a door handle or a surface, it has a bonding agent, and that is good for a whole year. So we had that done to our William and Captain Booth Towers, and it was a big success. We then, when it became a pandemic, we had all of our facilities done, and not one person, a thousand people, come and go on that campus every single day, and not one person in our towers, and our shelters, not any of our employees, no one has gotten ill and sick. So we praise God for that. And we think that we've done the right things with mask wearing, social distancing, uh, staggering hours with the, the workforce. But everybody has worked. Everybody has gotten even extra hours because of the extra work we're doing. Speaking with Captain Ken Chapman, Orlando Area Commander for the Salvation Army. And uh, Ken, one thing, stepping back, because you're a pastor, that's part of your work too. Um, want you to look bigger picture where do you see uh, the church, specifically in America, but the evangelical church, how do you see it coming out of this uh, crisis? I'm hearing that uh, more people are asking for prayer and more people are, are tuning in to uh, the gospel message. Um, we have, and many churches, as you know, have gone to online services and Zoom and 
uh, WebEx and Google meeting and all of that. We have been doing that. We're seeing a lot of other churches around us do that. And I think what's, we also had a problem with, we had a problem about discipleship. We couldn't get people to come out during the week before this for Bible study. And part of it is because Orlando is a huge metropolitan area. The traffic here is horrible. <laughs> Worse than Atlanta, believe it or not. People in Atlanta won't believe me, but if you lived here, you would know that. And so it's difficult to physically get there. So I think what the church is learning through this, that we don't have to stand behind a pulpit and that be our main means of, of, of giving the gospel to the world, that we have this incredible technology that is getting better and easier. And even uh, technically people that are challenged like you and I are able to make this happen. And so I think we're going to see a resurgence. So we're going to keep our Bible studies during the week online. And we, I think we will see the church expanding the outreach efforts. Now, the Salvation Army, from our, our infancy, we did what we call open-air meetings. And you were a part of some of them when you and I served together in Jackson, Mississippi, um, where we go out, and the band plays, and we beat the drum, and we tell the gospel. And um, a lot of churches have been going to that, drive-in churches and open-air meetings and going to the people. Because the Great Commission said, Jesus said, go. He did not say, y'all come. And so I think the church globally now is going to realize maybe we can go to them instead of expecting them to come to us all the way. I think that's the biggest change we're going to see. I like to end each uh, interview with a with a question about something you've seen churches do one or two things uh, that others could copy that say, hey, that's a great idea, because that's the whole purpose of this program is to, to share ideas. Anything jump to mind? Yes, I have seen a lot of churches in this area do a lot of drive-bys to their uh, members, um, just blowing the horn, having a sign, we miss you, we love you, dropping a food box um, on the on the on the doorstep, and keeping in touch with people remotely, whereas maybe we wouldn't have done that before. I see a lot more of that happening, and I believe it's going to make a huge difference. It has for us. And I pick up the phone as a pastor uh, and call, hey, I'm just calling. Uh, how you doing, Stu? Listen, seeing your face. and wish we could hug you. Is there anything we need? Is there anything we can do for you? I think that the, the fact that I see many pastors in churches now reaching out on a more personable level and I know that's harder to do. The bigger the church, the harder that is. But the bigger the church, the bigger the staff they have. And there are many pastors that can reach out and do that. And I would encourage people who are listening to this, take that personal approach because it's relationships. And that's the example that Jesus gave for us in his life. It's the relationships that drew people to the gospel. Isn't it ironic that when we can't gather together, some are getting more connection? And by the way, you mentioned staff. There are also people in the pew who have talents. I, 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 that's my feeling is that churches don't use enough talents in the pew. I think that may come out of this as well. I appreciate you saying that because we're doing that too. We're having people lead praise and worship and recording it. We can edit it. And if we mess up, we can start over and do it again. Um, and reading the scripture, leading songs that have not participated before and now we're getting a much more of a family feel inclusive, where it's not just the wonderful, talented music ministers and the pastor doing all the ministering. We're learning that corporate worship is truly about people together, not just the guy standing behind the pulpit. 
Ken, thank you so much for coming. Uh, this is the Post-COVID Church Podcast, and Captain Ken Chapman, Orlando Area Commander for the Salvation Army, has been our guest. Thank you, Ken, for coming God, God in. God bless and, and you sharing. and everybody else that listens. And the mission of the Post-COVID Church group on Facebook that you can see, the whole mission is helping the church plan and serve the post-pandemic world. I'm Stuart Kellogg. Thank you for listening to the Post-COVID Church Podcast. For more, go to the Post-COVID Church group on Facebook.